0: podcast. We're here today for episode number two. FC Cincinnati over this past weekend got a big win one to nothing over the Colorado Rapids out in Colorado. Uh, It was a big win for the boys and now six wins in a row in all competitions including the Open Cup. Um, So we're here today to talk about a little bit about the Open Cup game uh, but primarily the uh, Colorado Rapids uh, game on this past Saturday. So I'll turn it over to uh, we got Sam and Zach with us today. Um, whichever one of you guys wants to start us off, let's get a good review of the game going here.
1: Yeah, I can I can kind of start us off here. Um, you know, to talk about Colorado first. I know we're gonna touch a little bit on the the open cup, um, but you know, Colorado was the most recent. So um capping off the the Colorado 1 0 victory, you know, another one goal win, right? um seems to be you know just a reoccurring thing that's who we are we're a defensive team now i don't i don't mind it you know too much especially looking at the past couple of years how many goals we've conceded and the defense that we've had but um you know obviously it's fc cincinnati first team to 10 wins it's super exciting at the top of the league um colorado is actually the fourth club that fc cincinnati has uh beaten for the first time in club history this season Um, So we're taking those new steps, beating clubs we've never beaten before. Um, But I'd like to see us be better. We had 16 shots in total and only got one goal, right? So we have to be better. I believe Lucho had the most uh, shots on goal or shots in general that he's ever had in a game with six, I believe. So he needs to be, if he's going to shoot that much, right? I know he's a great facilitator, great goal scorer, but you got to be a little bit more accurate and, and create the chances as well as the finish off those chances. If you're going to be taking those shots. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, all in all, I, I think it was a solid win. Um, nothing too, not, nothing really sticks out about it, to be honest with you. Kind of a bland win.
0: <laughs> that that's yeah, the- I, I even thought in the first uh, 10 minutes, I think there's an opportunity where Lucho gets a ball into the box and uh, it's on his left foot. So I'll give him a little bit of, leeway on this one but kind of with said it um so sam to touch on you know the most amount of shots um you know if he puts that one away right away maybe it changes the whole uh facet of the game in the first half but eventually we did get one we'll get there we'll uh we'll chat a little bit about that here in a minute but uh zach go ahead and give me your review of the game for the colorado game
2: yeah i think i mean it was kind of one of those games where it was it was a good result, but it was not a fun game to watch in the end. It was just kind of, it was boring. I mean, for the most part. Um, But I I noticed um, just overall, it seemed like it could have been Pat's strategy, but I noticed that throughout the game, it seemed like, and and I think that even the um, uh, analysts were commenting on it, that we were constantly outnumbered on defense, but we always somehow managed to score or like, when we were yeah. attacking, it just seemed like—I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily the counterattacking, but it just seemed like we were always shorthanded on guys going forward. But we still made chances, which—that's amazing.
0: I mean, do you think that uh, has anything to do with playing a uh, you know midweek game, or if we want to call it Tuesday, you know, Lucha goes 120 minutes in that game, and then <laughs> you know they fly back to Cincy, then they fly out to Colorado. And, uh, you see the lineup from Pat and it's like, well, it's the same people, but you know, that's who he trusts. And, uh, you know, I kind of like it. I like being aggressive and going after it.
2: Um, Absolutely. And, and, and it comes in part with what my Jersey swap is, which we'll get to in a, in a little bit, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So Ryan, if you want to give your thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, I was a lot, uh, of the same, you know, reviews as you Zach. Um, I watched Uh, You know, obviously the game, I wasn't at the game, wish I was at the game. It seemed like there's actually a decent number of Cincinnati uh, supporters out there. So shout out to those who went to the game. Um, But I felt like the first probably 30 minutes of the game um, looked like a typical game for us this year in terms of, you know, controlling possession. We're getting good opportunities. We come out and we're firing on all cylinders. Again, not to get too far ahead, but by the second half, we kind of fall in and we get a little bit of comfortability. Um, I think uh, we need to just keep our foot on the pedal and um, Santos had a great opportunity late in the game. So not to say we didn't have opportunities, Um, but, uh, you know, I agree with you guys. I think that definitely having a middle of the week game and playing a lot of the same people. Um, And then, you know, playing in Colorado at a high altitude, it really taxes your legs. I don't know if you guys have ever played out West, even like recreationally, but it it hits different. It really does. You're trying to, you know, hit third gear and you're like, yeah, no, it's not happening tonight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So um, They had to rely, I think, a little bit more on speed of possession. Um, And, um, you know, we did a decent job of that at the beginning. Um, I'm glad we did get the goal. You know, early on, especially with how stagnant we kind of seem to be later on. Um, but uh, overall, I think you know I'll take a win. Um I'll take a six win in a row, especially on the road like that. Colorado wasn't a great team coming in. I think they hadn't won in their past five or six games, but um, a win's a win at this point, and the boys keep finding ways to uh, pull it out. So we love to see that. Um so I guess we can roll right along into it then., uh, besides the Colorado game. Um FC wins on PKs against the New York Red Bulls in the Open Cup. Uh to briefly touch on that, um, we're moving on. We're playing Pittsburgh, not Columbus. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Pittsburgh Shocker. over there. Um, but love to see it. Another home game coming up for the boys, possibly home games for the way out. Um, I, if I'm correct on that, I think we have a possibility to host all the next games. Um, so that would be pretty cool to see. I think I'm going to try to make it down for that game. Anyone want to touch real quick on the Open Cup game real fast?
1: That was a lot better than I expected to to see on on PKs, not going to lie. Um, hitting all of our PKs, I was really surprised by that um, as well. I mean, Red Bulls didn't do too bad either. Just, you know, we made one save and, and they didn't, right? Um, and Kubo, I, I think in this game specifically, I, I think – I I think it kind of went into the Colorado game, but I think he's starting to show like some more attacking and and freeing play. Um, He's kind of showing us he has that ability to be that guy if Acosta does go out, you know, for a game or two. Like he's showing us he can have those attacking capabilities. Um, But obviously, it's an open cup game. So the defense wasn't the best. Um, I believe Alec Kahn. (laughs) Yeah, Khan made seven saves, and they had 35 shots total. Um, So, you know, obviously, you know, once again, open cup game, we got by, it's fine. But um, I'd like to see a little bit better play from the defense against uh, a Pittsburgh team that, I mean, you just said it, Ryan, upset the Columbus crew. And, you know, that's another, you know, I mean, they're not us, right, in the MLS right now, but they're an MLS team, (laughs) right? So.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, definitely, again, we'll take another win um, any way you can in a tournament style um, is always good. I think Laurel had made a post about the boys uh, were doing their PK practices on Monday before they went to New York. And she goes, man, thank goodness uh, we got those out of the way. It sounds like they weren't too pretty. So I'm glad we did better in the actual shootout. Um, Zach, uh, any final thoughts on the U.S. Open game?
2: Yeah, I I just hate playing Red Bull. Like they're the worst team to play in a cup <laughs> game because they always it's always a tough game to play, and yeah. it obviously it showed. I mean, our depth was our depth did awesome. All our backups did wonderful um, for what what they put in. Um, like I said last week, I, Angulo was the one to look at, and he had that beautiful back heel assist,
0: sure. um, which yeah. which
2: I loved. Um, sure. He was all over the place, drawing fouls left and right. Uh, I think he hit. He did definitely did his job that game. So, kudos yep. to him. Um, and then I also, I mean, let's talk about Baji again. I just both, <laughs> both. I dislike Tolkien, and I love how Baji just. If you remember him, just dropping Tolkien, and then that scuffle came up where they both oh, got fantastic. yellows. Fantastic! That, that was so fun to watch, man.
0: Tolkien it's good to see is- that trying to be like Barry all in his hair and his rolled up, you know, shorts, but oh yeah it it's not Barry all. <laughs> he tries yeah. so hard to be, but I don't think he is by any means. Um yeah. I think uh one final thought for me from kind of really both games um getting Ian Murphy to play some decent minutes. Um yeah you know I think he's gonna pay dividends later on in the season but uh, in this big cup game, you know, he played a decent amount of minutes and then, you know, you have Hags that goes out. So then you're asking him to play more minutes uh, against Colorado. And I, I felt like he did a decent job. Um, you can move Mascara anywhere and the dude's going to be solid. So um, didn't really lose much on the left side. I still feel like a lot of teams are trying to attack us out wide. Uh, and in the first half, shout out to uh, Calvin Harris, former FC player was trying to get down the line against us a few times there, but um, I, I felt like Ian Murphy did a solid job in both games, so I want to give him a little shout-out.
1: How about the shouts for the three of us? Come on, like Kubo, <laughs> you got Angulo, and then Ian Murphy, all three playing crucial roles in both games. Yeah. Dude, and
2: not going to lie, Ryan, I did put I, – I was debating jersey swap for both RB and Colorado, and Correct. I actually had Ian Murphy for the – the red bulls jersey swap but that's right. neither here nor there so you well, you have that go. call
0: out you're on the same page same page um i guess we can kind of touch on that a little bit more to um sam either from red bulls or colorado game uh give me your jersey swap of the week
1: yeah uh first non non jersey well i guess last week um but first non jersey swap for me i'm gonna go with pat noonan um i'm just loving what i'm seeing right now um I mean, Cincinnati's unbeaten record under him in games played just three days following another match is 6-0-2. Oh, like, oh, that's wow. that's pretty remarkable. Um, the, the guy, I'm very impressed with the rotation of the squad for each game, for the Open Cup games, for you know these away games that are going to be really crucial coming up. I think he's just done a great job of kind of getting players rest as well as giving the, our young guys – you know, opportunity to, to add that depth for us. Right. Because that's something that we've talked about in the past. Like where do we need to go in the transfer market? We need depth. We need depth at this position, whatever. Right. And I think he's kind of without having to spend money brought in those young guys to, to kind of create that effect of depth, if you will.
0: I think that's a good point. Um, I don't think by any means he had planned to really rotate as much, um, And to be honest, our lineup looked very similar to Columbus's game. But, um, you know, relying on some of these younger guys for minutes early on in the season has, again, you know, helped us now in this point. Um, Obviously, like I said earlier, Hags goes down. So you call on Ian Murphy, who played a decent amount last year. You call on Angulo. You call on Pinto. Like you said, Sam, even, you know, Kubo. You have a veteran coming off the bench and adding some good minutes. So uh, I I think that's a good point. Um, I want to give a shout out kind of on – Sam's point of Pat Noonan and his Jersey swap of the week. Um, first FC Cincinnati win for Pat Noonan without Nick Haglin.
1: Wow.
2: That's a stat.
0: So wow. Never won a game when Nicky Haggs uh, was off the field. So pretty cool. Um,
2: wow. Zach,
0: go ahead and give me your uh, Jersey swap of the week.
2: Yeah. For the, uh, I, I chose the Colorado game um, just because I, I'm a big, defensive midfielder fan. So I'm going to go with Inwobodo. Um, so this, this kind of ties into what I said at the beginning where um, it seemed like the attacking was always outnumbered. Um, and you said that Lucho had hot um, tired legs from the Red Bull game. He played 120 minutes. And I think in Wobodo, Obi, he played high all game. It seemed like he was actually making attacking chances. He was moving forward. Um, so I think he, um, I think Pat, Asked him or told him to, you need to start kind of tr- contributing to the attack. So, what what I saw, I mean, he he had ninety three percent passing rate on wow. on that Colorado game. So I thought that was fantastic, and he got the assist too. So, it, actually, I think he got the the steal, the tackle, and then the buildup, and got the yeah. assist from it. So, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give yeah. him the uh, jersey swap for me.
0: I like that. I really do like that a lot. Uh, Wilbedo's been a, a solid guy in our midfield, dependable. Um, unfortunately, got, in my opinion, kind of a weak yellow card, so he's going to be out next match. But, um, you know, if any game to be out, um, maybe New York's not so bad of a game to be out because of the uh, playing surface. Um, so it might save us a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. It's not a soccer um, stadium. Yep, yep. Um, so, my jersey swap of the week is uh, going to be Roman uh, Salentano. Um, didn't really play at all, I don't think, in the Red Bull game, but uh, in Colorado, made some solid saves. Uh, we had to rely on him a little bit more. Um, we've played 14 total games. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think we played 14 games. Roman's got seven clean sheets. Yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so, Dude played his uh, mind out. I love his uh, after game interview. Uh, like Roman, tell me, tell me about your performance. Great. The boys are buzzing. We're ready. On to the next one. i like, Roman, this, this dude gets it. He's just focused and uh, maybe just not expressive, but maybe he's on the field. He's directing people well and making some solid saves. Um, so shout out to uh, Roman for me. Pat Noonan for Sam and, uh, for Zach for some great performances this week. Um, so we'll move on to our next segment. Um, Sam's got our trivia question of the week.
1: Yeah. So, um, boys going along with the, the FC Cincinnati theme. I thought I'd just stick with, you know, what we know best. Right. Um, so there's a, a lot of stats that I could have pulled or I could have grabbed to, you know, kind of bring into the trivia. But I thought this one was pretty good because gave us some history. And uh, given the big news that happened today, you know, it could correlate. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. Um, but FC Cincinnati is the fifth MLS team uh, in their history uh, to do this. Who is the last team to reach thirty-three points in fourteen or fewer matches? Ryan, we'll go with you first if you want to think about your answer, and then we'll go to Zach after afterwards.
0: If my memory serves me right on this, um, I think dating even back to last year, do I? I'm gonna lock my answer in as uh, LAFC. I think they yeah. might have been the uh, the most recent team and one of the, uh, the last teams, I think is what your question was. So I think they're the last team.
1: Zach, who we got?
2: Trying to think the, you know, the whole COVID thing kind of just threw me for a loop because they had a shortened season. Is that two years ago? Yeah. I, I'm going to go with uh, new England revolution.
1: Okay. Okay. New England. And we got LAFC. We'll lock those in.
0: Alrighty. We'll, we'll give you our, uh, or answer by the end of this episode. I'm excited to hear that one. Um, it reminds me a lot of, uh, I think Zach, you're referring to New England season in 2021. Um, they set yeah. a point records in that in the MOS actually with uh, 72, 73, something, something like that as the the most points ever. Um, and we're on pace. We're uh, we're well past that. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> one game at a time. But uh, we're we're setting a good pace right now. Um, I think compared to them, we're we're playing a lot of similar games and a lot of similar results. I think yep. uh, New England had a lot of games where they had won by one goal. Um, but hopefully we'll keep turning it on. We'll get some goals, I believe. I have faith. Dom's just Absolutely. hitting the stride now, too. <laughs> um, his first uh, goal in the MLS, I think, for FC Cincinnati. So um, hopefully we keep going in that direction um gents let's go kind of the opposite direction uh let's do our our card of the week here um sam go ahead and give me uh who you had either for i guess either game if you want Uh, but let's hear it
1: yeah um overall uh i'm just gonna give a red card to the mls in general and then also apple tv uh and any fc cincinnati haters um because i'm I'm sick of it i really am um (laughs) Still being number two on the power rankings uh, for MLS.com Whoa. that came out. Um, I, I, I just getting absolutely no respect, you know, no respect from our league. Um, but on top of that, the analysts on Apple TV as well, um, just giving no no credit to FC Cincinnati at all. Um, and I quote, one of the analysts said this. They said, you know, FC Cincinnati, obviously, we're at the top of the table. Best team in the league, right? Points-wise, um, an analyst called us a good team and not a great team. That we were not there yet.
0: With 33 points, top of the league, we're not a great team yet. But
1: I know, I know, and it's getting right. very frustrating hearing those <laughs> doubts over and over and over again. Rather than excitement of, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so excited to see this FC Cincinnati team. Like after the yeah. past three, like I don't hear that. And once again, it, it could be. That that feel of that big mar- market bias, like a lot. But I know other sports have it. It just seems like it's a little more exaggerated in the MLS. Yeah,
2: it's funny when you say big market. We're the ones selling out our stadium every in, Week I, out.
1: Yeah, I know. But you get the. <laughs> no, the traditional like New York, LA. Yeah, no, I got gotcha, you. Texas,
2: yeah. like, whatever. Good shout, Zach. I like. There's that. a lot of bias in the league. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Uh, but I will go ahead and do my uh card of the week, and I found it absolutely hilarious. And <laughs> the the commentators for the Colorado game kept mentioning Anthony Mark Markanic. Right? <laughs> they kept kept calling him by name. He's like, oh, he played for FC Cincinnati here, FC Cincinnati there. No, like no. Nope that's his brother like
0: that's the wrong one. they, they look <laughs> yeah. exactly
2: the same I kid you they not do. but right. but I thought that I mean that's that's just bad um I guess uh research on their part
0: yeah yeah that, that, I, I was hearing that a few times I think in the first half you referred to him as Anthony and I had to kind of go back and double check I'm like are you sure about that I'm not I'm not quite positive but Maybe they're yeah. thinking
1: just about, like, the next Open Cup fixture. Maybe that's yeah. what they're thinking about.
0: <laughs> yeah. I Does his brother play for Charleston or Pittsburgh? I thought it was – I think it was Charleston. Their, colors are, the Dower, <laughs> their colors are the same. But they're very
1: similar. Their colors are the same.
0: I'm not going to lie. I thought that as well. I'm like, we're going to play him next. It
1: though. might be Charleston. It might be Charleston, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe someone in the comments can uh, can put that in there for us. but. Uh, my card of the week, um, going down a similar path as Sam on this one. Um, a lot of haters out there in the uh, the MLS market. I'm going to say, for me, Baji gets the, uh, the goal of the game, you know, the only goal, doesn't make team of the week. Um, kind of a, a harsh thing, especially for him, he's going back to Colorado where uh, he played prior to FC Cincinnati, I think was his last team, and scored the most amount of goals for any MLS team he was on. Um, Let's talk about how beautiful of a heart shaped uh, celebration that was from Baji. That was beautiful. I, I really liked that. But um, no love for Baji. I think Matt Miazga makes the bench of Team of the Week. Yeah. Um, maybe thought even that uh, Roman should have a good shout for being in there as well. Um, but I, I think they're kind of getting sick of us being in there every week, to be honest. But
1: yeah, I mean, one, once again, it, it's. Like you said, it's a great story. Baji going back to Colorado scores a goal, like gives a little, you know, homage to the fans of like, hey, I'm not going to celebrate. Like, I love you guys. Like, I appreciate it. You would think that would be a huge story, like anywhere else Price. in the MLS. Price. But, you know, since it's for us, you know, it's it's nothing. Yeah. Just yeah, another remember- goal scored.
0: Kevin Cabral plays for Colorado, I believe, and scored against uh, LA Galaxy early on in the year. And he goes over and celebrates in front of their fans. And it's big news, you know, and all this. And then Baji is showing some love, you know. Let's show some good things for the league. Um, And uh, nothing. Yeah, I agree, Sam. Um, But that's all right. (laughs) That's all right. So uh, touching, I guess, on the later part of the match um, and watching it. I don't know about you, Zach. I was sweating a little bit. Uh, They had a lot of good looks towards the end of the game, and it looked like our our legs weren't there, uh, as we touched on earlier. Wobodo gets a yellow. He stays in a little bit longer than I thought he would have, honestly, after getting a yellow, too. Um, I think, uh, you know, Pinto comes in, uh, and Gulo comes in later on as well. Um, We're kind of forced to get a new striker as well. Um, Santos misses a sitter right before he pulls his hamstring. So, I don't know if he was just that embarrassed that he had missed it, but um, poor guy, he's been injured a lot in the past two seasons. I hope he can pull it together.
2: I love Santos, but he's aging, and it's it's really showing. i mean, <laughs> the the it seems like he's more consistently getting injured. It's not like he's going like long stretches where he's playing. It just seems like the congested schedule that MLs has is con conducive to more injuries and hamstring injuries and and surprisingly i i he's the only one I think that's really had the most problems i I don't that's think true. I think we're fairly lucky with the injuries we've had so far this year, yeah,
0: definitely knock on wood on that um, with how many games, especially um, as you're mentioning, and different surfaces turf grass, altitude, you know, all that adds up. Um, So I think you're right. Um, Sam, you want to make any other comments on uh, the end of the game?
1: I I think that just comes along with us, you know, continuing to win on, you know, all platforms, right? You know, winning in the MLS Cup or Open Cup, um, winning in the league as well, like it comes with it. And, you know, unfortunately, so does old age, right? And so. Um, hopefully g- given the, the knocks that we kind of got the past two games, hopefully, um, we're able to go in healthy in, in these away games. Um, cause I, you know, we had talked about last episode, the away stretch that is coming up for FC Cincinnati. There's not a consecutive home game in right. a long time. Um, so having to, to string together multiple wins, probably on the road, uh, multiple points in the season, um, that depth is going to be very crucial and it kind of slides into uh our upcoming player of the week for me
0: yeah i i think um i I don't want to get too far ahead and i don't want to read your mind on this but there's a certain young striker that is coming back uh, (laughs) from his international duty so uh we lose a striker we gain one back um definitely not one with as much experience and maybe you guys can guess who i'm talking about starts with the Q. But uh, anyway, um, (laughs) moving on, um, I guess, to our upcoming, um, you know, player of the week, or even we can kind of touch on our upcoming match. If you guys want, did you guys want to touch on anything else with the Colorado game? Again, it was pretty boring by the end. I was just happy that we got a win, but I I think I'm ready to move on if you, if you guys are too.
1: Yeah, pretty much that feeling all around for sure.
0: Yep. (laughs) Um, so this coming Wednesday, uh, which probably by the time you hear this will be uh, tonight, uh, we're playing uh, NYCFC, um, coming off of now six straight losses. Uh, well, I guess five straight losses and one draw, if you want to look, um, you know, at our game in the Open Cup too, kind of counting that. Um, they're not really on a really good streak here more recently. But uh, anytime we play on a baseball field, I, I worry a little bit about what's about to happen. <laughs> Um, and then going back to the East Coast too. Um, But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know that Pat has kind of shown us his hand this year. He's going to roll out a very similar lineup probably. Um, Do you guys think that he either adds or subtracts people based on the surface, the minutes, anything like that? Um, Zach, go ahead and lead us off if you want.
2: Yeah, I think with how – I mean, obviously MLS pitches are – regulated to a minimum to a maximum size and i think we're really lucky to have the new york game kind of a midweek and having playing on a smaller field pitch excuse me um (laughs) how dare you (laughs) (laughs) um i i think i think we're gonna play a lot of the younger guys just to kind of give them some minutes and give some breather to some of the veterans Yeah, okay. I, th- I think you're going to see instead of Gaddis, I think you'll see Powell. I think, I mean, I guess that's not much of a trade-off, but <laughs> um, <laughs> younger, I think,
0: thirty-six and thirty-two, or no, I don't know what their ages are, but it, yeah. they're pretty close.
2: I mean, I think Powell has has more opportunity to play longer, but, um, but I think, um, even maybe see Aquanonu again on the back, uh, ha- like later in the game, yeah. just to kind of because Haglin's obviously not probably going to play since he just got a knock on was that Saturday. So I think it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a big uh, rotation with players. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be fun. fun.
0: I think Pinto watch. slides into um, Obi's spot personally. Um, they've kind of been building yeah. him up to that point. Um, so for me, I think he slides in and does honestly a pretty serviceable job there. Uh, in the minutes that he's had this year. So um, I, I'm looking for, for Pinto to have a, a good game midweek. Um, but Sam, what do you think on uh, the upcoming game?
1: Yeah, um, upcoming player I'm I'm probably looking to get a little bit more out of is, is our other striker, Brandon Vasquez. Um, I, I want to see more from him. Um, you know, this is going to be a game where, like Ryan said, you know, we're down a striker. Um, time to – solidify yourself once again like hey i'm here like i'm one of the best strikers in the mls like you have to to show it midweek um i think is going to be a crucial kind of game to, to show off and, and why not in the bright bright lights of nyc as well um i think brandon vasquez in my mind needs to have a, a crucial game here and he's kind of my player to look at
0: Yeah. Zach, did you have one in particular that you were looking at for this upcoming game? Yeah, I mean,
2: you touched on it, Pinto. I think he's okay. he's going to be, I think, crucial to the game because I mean, I also don't know with Lucho, I mean, he's played a lot of minutes as well, and right. I think he's going to be a late sub as well. I don't think he'll start. Um, oh, you so don't think
0: Lucho's going to start in this game?
2: I don't think so. I I mean. Okay. I don't know. I'm kind of torn because it's such a tight, like, close playing. It's all tiki-taka at this sure. field, and right, it's going to be really fast passing. So maybe you're right. Maybe Lucho does get a start.
0: Yeah. But, it sets his game well. Yeah,
2: It does, yeah.
0: If I'm not correct on this, the last time we played at NYCFC, um, I think we played there last year. The game I'm referring to might be 2021. Uh, Lucho had just come off of an arm injury, I believe. Uh, and we got just demolished in New York. And uh, I'd never want to think about that game ever again. Uh, so I hope that this Wednesday night matches a little bit better. Uh, and I, I think that, um, like I said before, Pat seems to get the guys ready to go, no matter where it is, no matter, you know, midweek game, Saturday game, spotlight game, you know, or we're playing on a baseball field. I'll follow these guys anywhere. And I think Pat believes in them uh, and that they're ready to fight too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, cool
1: to I think a, a couple more things uh, for this NYFC match, um, you know, Ryan, I you put, put it in the notes for, for this podcast, <laughs> um, but you know, they're winless in the last six games, right. Um, with one of those being a draw. Um, but NYCFC in this game have a 43% chance to win. I believe FC Cincinnati has 20 something. Um, so it's going to be a tough away game at NYCFC um, at home this season. NYCFC uh, has 44 and a half minutes leading and only 7.8 minutes losing. So oh, wow. at home they're pretty uh, they're they're a very formidable opponent at home this season. Um, and they've scored first um, Five out of six times at home this season. Um, however, um, they also have a five-game streak—a uh, streak of five games um, allowing one goal or more at home. So, if well, FC Cincinnati can get the goals early um, and have you know the other guys smell the blood in the water, I, I think they can definitely get after it. Um, given the the pitch stays fine. <laughs>
0: Seems like the uh, common denominator here is we're all a little bit worried about the playing surface. Always worried about it, yeah. But, um, you know, I think uh, looking forward a little bit past this game as well, um, we have that Open Cup game coming up too. So um, do you guys think that Pat weighs that one high, being that it's a quarterfinal, I believe, for that one? Um, So, you know, how does he manage? going into Saturday and then, you know, looking at coming up here, um, for the next week, playing in a cup game, that means something, you know, do we play more younger people? I think, um, a lot of variables go into that and, you know, I don't envy him on that. <laughs> it's a tough job. Um, but, uh, hopefully we, uh, we get some good results in the next couple of games.
2: Yeah. I think, um, just to touch on that looking forward, because I mean, We've got, I think, three – after this uh, Open Cup game, is there three or four more games left? So they're all back-to-back all the way to the end, right? Like Mm -hmm. midweek games till the end. So I think at this point, since we're so far, maybe even after the Pittsburgh game, I'm not too worried about that one. But, you know, there can be teams from the USL that always play up. And, um, I mean, we did it, so –
0: yeah, nice
1: cuts
2: yeah. You know. Yeah, so I I think um coming soon, I think he's gonna we're we're up a few points. I think we're gonna focus a little bit more on the open cup and less on less on regular season just okay. to kind of I because we have some playing room, right? I mean we've got right. a couple wins ahead, um some games in hand. So I think I think there's a good trade off there.
0: Let's play a hypothetical here, You're Pat Noonan. And uh, you might be playing for the most points ever in the MLS season. Do you keep that going or do you go for a cup? If I'm, you know, we're, t- we're talking about tree uh at some point, we're talking about getting multiple you know, different shields, um, supporter shield win an MLS cup, you know, possibly the open cup. Um, his approach is just so like one game at a time, you know, one match. And he's not looking far ahead, but he, he's got to, in some degree, you know, he's got to kind of look past, you know, just Wednesday, just Saturday, you know, do we go more for the cup? Is that directed more by him or is that higher up? You know, do they say, Hey, you know, really show your best team. We really would love to show Cincinnati, you know, winning this, this cup. Um, yeah. I can not I, imagine TQL. So
2: I, I really admire Pat Noonan because Of how disciplined he is with just focusing on the one game because how can you not be giddy with how we're how we're playing right now i mean yeah it's pretty awesome
0: yeah i think somebody even touched on that one of the guys after the game had uh had mentioned you know you gotta know something special is going on at this point oh yeah all these games that you're winning um and in this matter you know good teams find these ways to win um so the winning culture is Uh, much improved let's say from a few years ago um a lot a lot improved um so (laughs) definitely happy about that sam any other final thoughts on uh the upcoming fixtures
1: uh no i i to be honest with you like i i understand what you're saying um how do you not see ahead if you're him but at the same time like as a fan, it's easy to be like, oh, well, I want this and I want that. Like, why can't we do it all? But at the same right, time, right. like, let's just – let's win one. Like, yeah. I would be happy if we win one piece of, you know, like tro- like one trophy, just one silverware Absolutely. like this season I think would be great. Um, if we, we don't, then, you know, it will just be another good season, which I'm not mad about as well. Um, you know, it's – as long as we're showing progression – I I think that's the key thing. Now, next season, if we finish better than we did past season, yes, then I'll start expecting things like, oh, we should have one or we should have two, if not, you know, three, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it it, it all ebbs and flows.
0: I think there is such a fluidity about the MLS sometimes, which is what makes it great in some ways, but also bad. Um, You look at, you know, in the Bundesliga, Bayern wins their 11th or 12th straight title and they're expected every year to win every trophy in england you know city now with a couple in a row um in the mls you don't really see repeat champs like that in multiple different you know competitions um the way that it's set up is similar with you know middle of the week matches you know different tournaments throughout the year but um you just don't see it as much um maybe we can even look up that for our, our next episode is You know, how many teams have won multiple trophies in a single year, whether that be Open Cup and uh, MLS Cup or something like that? I'd be really interested to see. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. You know, we're just about halfway through the season, not even like in the MLS games. um, But, you know, the the pace that we're setting is great. Rolling into the summer, we're getting hot, boys. We're uh, we're getting points. We're we're piling them up. So um, I'm happy to see that and hope that we continue um anyone want to touch on anything else um surrounding I guess we talked a little bit about the New York City game I don't want to overlook Chicago at home I did that last year and we lost it was at the end of the year and all of a sudden it was like we need to win this game and we lost to Chicago at home I think that it'll be another solid game at TQL we're probably going to sell out I would imagine um you're playing Kai Kamara which it's sneaky having him as a striker. He seems to always find ways to score against us, no matter what team he's on, uh, which makes me a little bit nervous. I hope we can maybe get Haglin back by that match. Um, But if Ian Murphy's playing well, maybe we just keep rolling with him. Um, so Sam, what are your thoughts on my,
1: that? Yeah, my, my worry about Chicago on Saturday is that it's going to be a barn burner. Um, Chicago right now, they average a little over three goals a game. And so... Their defense is second last in the East, so that means that they're all forward and don't really care about the defense right now because they know that they're lacking in it. So, what they're going to do is try and make up for it in goals and just do do the American version, if you will, and just try and score more goals than the other guy, right? Um, but does that I, touch
0: I, on the last time we played them? I,
1: mean, <laughs> I think it
0: was. It wasn't it three one at one point. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, it was a decent amount of goals, um, and I, I think. To, to Zach's point, I, I think FC Cincinnati in this game, for me, I don't know about NYCFC um, and having, you know, I think for NYCFC, Ryan, what you were saying, maybe a similar lineup. Um, I think the opposite for the Chicago game. I think um, depth plays a big factor because of, you know, having those games every three days um, for the next however many weeks. Um, sure. So it, I, I think it just depends, right? Do they want to... "Quote unquote, take a week or take a, a game off, you know, midweek, or you want to take one off on the weekend." Um, I would assume that they You'll would let want to take one away, uh, right? Obviously, because Saturday is at home, so they'd rather, you know, the fans see the the people that usually play. But um, I'm expecting depth for sure for Saturday.
2: Um, you know, Chicago, I always look at them and. Now that they've got, like you said, Kai Kamara, I think, don't they, I don't, was Shakiri
0: is he still on their team? Shaqiri's playing a lot more recently with the new yeah, coach and, coming in.
2: And I'm kind of nervous about him. He's really, his his passing's unreal. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty nervous about just, like you said, their attack. Um, with depth playing, I think it's going to be probably a high-scoring game. Um I don't want to say it, but it could very well be our first loss at home. But hmm. um, either that or I'm looking at a draw. I, I don't I don't know yeah. if we're going to pull out a um, win, to be quite honest.
0: Yeah, let's hear, I guess, um, your prediction, I guess, for, for Saturday's game is, is a draw or a loss then, would you say? Yeah, I'd probably agree with that, yeah. Okay, and then Wednesday, uh, what are you thinking?
2: I, I think we're going to pull it out.
0: Final score?
2: It's going to be a high one i'm thinking like three two again
0: three two okay yeah sam what are you uh what are you thinking for both games score predictions
1: yeah uh, wednesday i'm gonna go with a draw uh gonna go two two on that um and then saturday i'm gonna go with a win probably like three one um or three two i think it'll be like zach said high scoring um ryan what do we think <laughs>
0: 1-0 on the road on, uh, I guess, uh, tonight by the time everyone's watching this. Uh, let's keep it up. Let's keep going with those 1-0 wins. Um, I think we draw on Saturday. Um, I hate to say that, probably 2-2. Um, I really hope we can pull one out again at home. Like The home winning streak is just incredible. I think we're oh, one yeah. of four or five teams to win this many games to start the year, just all at home we made it a fortress. Like it's unbelievable that place when you're there and building off of, you know, everyone that went to the Columbus game, I'm sure a lot of those people are going to come back for a lot of these in the summer. So if that can be that atmosphere for every home game, there's no reason why, you know, we don't win a lot of those, if not almost all of them, which would be just incredible. So yeah. yeah. Um, hoping for two wins, but we'll see. So Sam, let's uh, go ahead and have you give us our uh, trivia answer. You can kind of, again, repeat the question for us and um, we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, boys, to think about your answers a little bit more, um, <laughs> FC Cincinnati is the fifth team in MLS history to do this. Who has? Who is the last team to reach 33 points in 14 or fewer matches? The answer was the LA Galaxy in 2010. Hey. Whoa. So this this galaxy team is very special, and they went on to win the supporter shield. Wow. However, they lost in the conference finals, um, in the in the playoffs. Um, this team had Landon Donovan, David Beckham, Whoa. and the old U.S. men's national team coach, Mr. Greg Berholter was on the team as well. Um, Bruce arena was the coach and I don't know if you know this or not, but FC Cincinnati kind of has an arena on their team as well. So
0: (laughs) I see how you're saying there's,
1: there's, uh, you know, a bit, a little bit of correlation between the two teams. Hopefully we don't lose in the conference final. Maybe we, you know, win it all, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was the uh, trivia answer for this week.
0: Man, some history right there. Yeah, I was really thinking LAFC was was up there, but it was the other LA team.
1: Yeah, so LA, LA's done it twice. They're okay. on there twice, yeah.
0: This is a shout-out to all the LA Galaxy fans that are <laughs> stuck down in the respect. cellar. Remember yeah, all the good times that you guys had, you know? That's
1: that's what I was saying, based off of the news today.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. I think, was it their GM that was – uh, president president that is is out for them oh finally galaxy podcast they're sitting at the bottom of the table right very bottom i think bottom of the whole league if i'm not yeah, really like a lot of
1: a lot of uh supporters this uh this weekend not very happy so you know the the result of the president being gone i i think makes a lot of sense but yeah that was yeah. The, the trivia for this
0: week awesome Uh, Well, I think we're getting close to the end here. Um, I think uh, I I was just briefly looking at a little bit of our our FCC2, our our young Gary's team. Um, Hadn't had great results lately. Uh, I think they played recently and lost um, to NYCFC. Um, But uh, one person I really wanted to highlight um, was a a new player that we actually called up this past week too, uh, Mr. Dado. Ah, uh, Venezuela, I believe, is his last name. Yeah, Gerardo. Gerardo. Um, he's a striker. I think he uh, apparently has a uh, pretty quick um, I think he's had a few goals for FCC two. I don't know the exact stats to be honest with you, but he's got he's um, got
1: one goal, one assist. okay? All right. this season.
0: yeah, okay. So I think that um, maybe as the summer goes along, um, we start to see him get more minutes. Um, there's rumors out there from a couple different sources that we're looking at uh, a striker uh, from overseas, a young 19 year old striker. Um, So uh, we'll see what Chris Albright uh, comes up with. I think in the next coming pods uh, into June here, we're going to probably touch on a little bit of transfer.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Who would
0: you want in? You know uh, who do you think uh, slides into starting roles or bench spots, but with Brenner now officially, uh, it seems like gone. Um, we have a, a young DP spot open. Um, so I'm excited to see what Albright does with that. Yeah. Any final thoughts, boys?
1: No, I, I, I think we've pretty much covered it in the pod. Um, we've we've got more games and more games and more games, right? So if we keep winning, you know, we're going to have those games every three days. So um, that means more content from us.
2: I um, I did want to do a shout out. I, I noticed they hired a new team administrator and it looks like um, his name's Satoshi Tatsumi, which is a, he's a Japanese guy. And he was uh, born in Japan and came here when he was younger and learned English here. And he wow. super stoked that Yuya's here and having that connection. So I, I would be stoked to see some more Japanese players come over and um, settle here. That would be really cool to see. Just a I little shout.
0: Be, yeah, no, I I love that shout. Um, maybe Yuya can be our our spokesperson for the club and the team. <laughs> uh, I think he's got a little one here, so it can kind of show people they can raise a family here. Um, you know, I, I, I love to see that. So uh, my final thought, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, I think that the view from the top is always great. Uh, You know, coming off of a Columbus win last week, you're riding that high and then you see Columbus loses to Pittsburgh and then they lose badly to Nashville. And you're like, man, it's a good week to be an FCC fan. Absolutely. Let's keep keep the vibes rolling boys. Um, So I I think we'll call it an episode on that. Um, Thanks for everyone for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully with uh, two more wins.